When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos, so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. Hey, Scott. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. You know, touching back on last week when you said you could not sleep and the planets were doing something crazy, Mm -hmm. you decided at a certain point not to fight it, that you weren't tired, so you didn't need to sleep and you were going to start writing. Yeah. That happens to me every once in a while, and I start like losing it because I want to go to sleep because I want to have energy for the next day. I don't even know if I've ever thought about doing something productive instead of trying to force myself to sleep. Try it out. I'm almost excited to be like, oh, I'm up for a reason. What's happening exactly in the planets that are kind of pushing me to be awake at this hour? Maybe there's a reason you're up. That's how I look at it. There's a reason why I'm up right now. And it's not just to be tossing and turning and staring at the ceiling And, you know, running back and forth through my brain all night long. I've got to be doing something. There's a reason why I'm awake. Because normally, I'm one of those people that when my head hits the pillow, within five minutes, I'm asleep. Yeah. I'm almost excited for my next insomnia attack. (laughs) (laughs) You have this example where you say that the planets are pushing you and to stop kind of like holding on to the doorframe, like allow them to push you Mm -hmm. and... See what happens next. Allow that energy to move you somewhere. Don't fight it. No. So I started watching this show. I know this much is true. It's Mark Ruffalo and he plays like a twin, his own twin. Yeah. And it is very dark. And I was really fascinated by this whole story. One brother is schizophrenic and it kind of like starts happening to him when he's in college. It's just like the story of him taking care of his brother and not leaving him behind and feeling responsible for him. Just so much fucked up shit happens to this guy. Like everything just gets worse and worse and worse. It's like unbelievable. At the very beginning of the show, the brother that's sick decides he's like listening to these voices and needs to sacrifice himself. So he chops his arm off. What? In a public library. Wait a Okay, stop. Wait. Okay. (laughs) So he chops his arm off in a public library. That sounds horrific so then they send oh so then they send him to prison because they think he's violent because he cut off his own arm Mm -hmm. he's supposed to be in this mental hospital not and they send him to like max security prison the sentence is for like a year and then the day of his hearing he gets into a car accident because his girlfriend who is horrible says she's pregnant this is the well brother yeah so the girlfriend's like i'm pregnant and he's like are you fucking kidding me he doesn't even say anything he just disappears he's like no like this bitch is like jealous of him taking care of his brother the whole thing is just awful so then he just like gets drunk gets in a car accident he's fucked up from the accident so he takes this pain pill He's like a painter. So he climbs the ladder and he's like, okay, I have to be there at four o'clock for my brother's hearing. 
climbs a ladder all fucked up. And the lady that house he's painting is kind of weird. And she's like, no, not today. Don't paint today. My husband's being weird. Like he's not doing good. Like just go away. And he's like, no, I have to do it today. He climbs the ladder. He's on like the third story on this balcony, gets up there. And then the husband just walks up to the window and blows his head off in front of him. (laughs) And then he falls off the ladder and it's kind of like uncut gems. It's just super But the anxiety level is lower, but it's just like so much awful shit. Yeah. You always know that something is lurking around the corner where it's going to be like, I don't want to see this. You know, what's so crazy about you telling me this right now. No. So the guy who directed this movie or this miniseries, Derek C in France, he he did Blue Valentine. That's the same director. That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Derek C. in France directed Blue Valentine, also directed this miniseries. So it's it's worthy to bring us up because my former writing partner, who I was working on a project with that led me to being like, okay, I need to figure out astrology because we were working on this this story about these bare knuckle fighters that lived in the 1800s and all the information about them is, is in one three-volume book that was written over a hundred years ago. I understood who they were as fighters, but wanted to know who they were as men, as human beings. And so that's where I was like, well, I know their birth dates and I know where they were born. I'll see what the planets say. And I was so tripped out by what I found because it was literally reflecting the people that I'd researched for a year. So my former writing partner, it was his dream to have Derek C. in France direct this movie that we were writing. He ended up becoming his assistant on I Know This Much Is True. Holy shit. And I always saw the billboard for this miniseries on my way over to your house, like on the side of a building, two Mark Ruffalos, who, by the way, is a Scorpio sun, a Cancer moon, and a Sagittarius rising. So, so really deep, really emotional and, uh, Sagittarius fuck, freedom lover. As soon as I finished the series, I wanted to know more about kind of how they shot it. If it was like a real story and then got obsessed with the director. Cause it was saying like when he first got into Hollywood, he just saw all these people that had perfectly white teeth and perfect white picket fence families. And this facade that Hollywood was, was a bunch of fake shit. And he did not like that. Yeah, He didn't feel like he fit in or connected with it. And he wanted to make something that felt more real. Yeah. I really want to see his other films because his whole thing is just about being real and how people can connect to the more fucked up aspects of life when you Mm -hmm. see the darkness Mm -hmm. and then you don't feel so alone. Right. And I just love that. I feel, I just really resonate with being vulnerable. Integrating the shadow. Mm, Yeah. It was just, it was very, very dark. And I just, I haven't experienced a lot of the things the characters went through, but like mental illness. Oh my God. I've witnessed in my family and it's just so dark and awful and people don't talk about it that much and you don't see it portrayed in films and how it really affects people and how you feel responsible for your family members and how you're tied to people and what that does to your psyche it was just very yeah i felt very connected to his experience as the brother yeah wow it sounds super intense yeah it was i Uh, watched it till five in the morning last night (laughs) no not last night the other night Oh my God. So you watched the entire miniseries. You just binged through it. I binged it in two nights. Yeah. He's a great director. That show was fucking Um, crazy, dude. It was 
so crazy and like really i mean awful but beautiful he didn't he, that's he just, what he does he does he doesn't sugarcoat anything no. <laughs> and i like that and i love mark ruffalo but i don't know if i can stomach watching that that sounds too intense for me yeah you made me watch uncut gems that was like the that was i mean it was amazing but it was fucking awful dude i almost had like an anxiety attack while watching it like three times yeah and that's never ever even happened to me from anything like it was so intense i had to take like i think i had to watch the movie over like four or five different segments i had to stop watching it i had to stop too and i had to find out what happened at the end you know like (laughs) i'm always i will read the the last page in the book i don't care interesting you know like i it's too intense for me you know like and like the fact that you told me this guy chops off his own arm And then, and then the the brother witnesses somebody get his you know blow his brains out. Like, I think Derek C. M. France is a brilliant director, and I think Mark Ruffalo is a brilliant actor. But I don't think I could ever watch that. That's but, just too intense for me. I just don't need to see every single great piece of art that's mm-hmm. out there. You know, it. I just don't need to be exposed to every bit of trauma and horror that is done in an artistic way. I feel you on that. Yeah. Like in, in Game of Thrones, like I watched Game of Thrones, I watched that whole series and there was like five episodes where I didn't sleep Fuck. that night oh after watching it because it was so gruesomely violent and Damn. it's a brilliant show. It's a great show and it's artistic and there's great acting and writing, directing, all that sort of stuff, but too intense, too intense. <laughs> like I did, can't do that again. Did you like, um, Vikings? No, I didn't watch that. It's pretty violent. I imagine that, yeah, no. I didn't think I could watch it. The first, like, 20 minutes, I was like, it's too violent. Yeah. And then I kept watching, and then I was just fully obsessed, and now I I just feel like it's, like, some past life shit. Mm. I'm like, I definitely decapitated somebody in my past life. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't need to see that stuff. I don't want to see it. I like it. (laughs) Okay, good. Well, that's why it's there for you, you know? I mean, not everything is for everyone. Well, so now that we're fully traumatized by uh, (laughs) hearing about this new show. Wow. (laughs) Ingrid was like, uh, we got to dial it in with our (laughs) intros, you know, because there's just so much going on there. (laughs) I thought I had, I thought I was going somewhere with it. But, you know, I think there's something to just sharing what's going on with you. Well, okay. So really what's been going on with me? I feel like I have been on like this gradual incline and have finally been able to look back and be like, oh, wow, I've kind of stepped out of this darkness. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, kind of like a heart monitor where it's just going like up and down so quickly. Mm-hmm. Like I've like flashing in between these two worlds of being like, everything is in its place. Everything is perfect. Whether things are going amazing or horrible, I'm feeling connected to this life and Mm -hmm. why i'm here and why things suck and why there's like a beautiful lesson and then going completely dark and not seeing any light and being like why the fuck is everything happening this way yeah the pendulum is swinging so quickly in either direction it's yeah i've never experienced anything like it almost like i feel like i'm starting to like boil my insides are like vibrating I, i feel like you're not alone there you know things are moving very quickly you say you feel like you're starting to boil. I mean, we are being cooked in a way. 
Oh my God. That's what it you feels know, like. This is, this is what's happening. Like when you look at what's going on in the world, it's like, I always bring up the frog. If you put a frog in boiling water, it jumps out. If you put a w- frog in standing water and you boil it, it cooks. And it's just very odd what's going on. Ew, I hate that. That's awful. Right and it's now. like exactly what's been happening for like a year for everybody. Yes. It seems like we're being toyed with. And this is, you know, it's in relation to the community. This is all about community right now. With all these planets in Aquarius, the Sun, Mercury, Jupiter, Saturn. I knew you were going to say Jupiter. How'd you know? I don't know. Expansion in the community, like things are opening. Well, it's been in Aquarius for a while, so you should already know what okay, I'm going shut to say. The hell up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so think about this for a second. Let's look at the week. We're looking at the week of February 1st through the 7th. The theme of the week is community and specifically relationships within the community. So on Monday, February 1st, a fifth planet moves into Aquarius. So there's already the Sun, Mercury, Jupiter, and Saturn. Those four planets are already in Aquarius. Okay. And today, Monday, February 1st, Venus moves into Aquarius. Okay, so now we have five. Five, so, so yes. First, so the first four would be like Sun, the Sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality. Yep. Mercury, communication. Jupiter expansion, Saturn restrictions. So yes. Restricted expansion. Rest- restric- expanded restrictions in communication. Within the community. Yes. And now add relationships. Damn. This is getting very intense, but I guess we don't have any options. It's like they're turning the heat up and we need to really learn how to communicate in these relationships. Cause exactly. Like the more time you spend staring at a screen for your information Mm-hmm. As opposed to speaking to the people around you, yes. whether it be in your neighborhood, on your block, just the people that you come into contact with in your daily existence. What is going on with you? You ask your neighbor, how are you? What's going on in your life? That's how you really get to real communication. Yes. Reality. As opposed to, well, did you see what the news said? Yeah. Did you see what the news said about that? Did you see what the news said about this? We were talking last week or the week before about asking questions, being curious, mm-hmm. being open to understanding the other side, like not necessarily having to agree on everything, but to be open to hearing other people's perspectives in real life. Just actually opening your ears and listening and not judging everything so much. Exactly. Like we're all on the same side, even though we think we're so divided. We all want the same things. Yes. Nobody wants anyone to be sick. We all want to be free, not like just one or the other. Yes, totally. And somehow the news and politics have split people in two. So it's like you're rooting for two different teams. Yeah. That's not reality. That's hypnosis being done on you. So really tapping into communicating with the people in your community and bringing us back together. Yeah. So how can you strengthen your relationships within the community? Like you just said, by communicating Mm -hmm. with the people around us, asking how people are doing, how are they feeling, not just sitting on our screens, looking at the news, really trying to connect with the people around us. Yes, absolutely. Now, there's a second alignment that's happening on this day with the sun in Aquarius squaring Mars in Taurus. So 
The sun is the giver of light, life, and vitality. In Aquarius, the community. Squaring, which is stressful, in alignment with Mars, which is... The god of war. Yes. In Taurus, which represents what? Financial stability. Yes. Material security. So that's the tension. So what can you do to improve your material security while helping those around you? So calling back to last week, just to keep doing that same thing of cultivating our ingenuity. So bringing what we have to offer the world to the table and sharing it with our community. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it might seem somewhat counterintuitive, you know, when times are are stressful, where it's like, everyone run for your lives. Fend for yourself. Fend for yourself. Exactly. I mean, I guess instead of fending for yourself, asking how you can help the people around you by by sharing your gifts with them. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's what we're here on the planet to do is share our gifts. Yep. And when they're helping other people, it brings us all together. We all have gifts. We all have challenges. The purpose of the gift is to help others with their challenges. Yes. So if you're using your gift to help a neighbor with their challenges, your neighbor is going to be willing to use their gift to help you with your challenges. Yeah, that give and take. Yes. It also helps people heal when they know that they're not alone and we can all like rely on each other. When Absolutely. I just actually had a meltdown the other night and I was just like, I feel so alone. And I was talking to Chris and he's like, you're not alone. You're definitely not alone. Like everyone's experiencing it. And yes. I, I told my friend Crystal and she was like, oh my God, I hear you on all that. That's all terrible. But we're all, we all have shitty things happening to us. Don't freak out. We can all like lift each other up and be there for each other. It's okay. Cause we all feel like shit. <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody's struggling right now. So let's be there for one another. Yeah. In a real way. Not just uh, that fun slogan at the end of every commercial. We're in this together. Yeah, I feel so cheesy to say, but we are. And it's okay that we feel like shit. At least for me, when I see others struggling, it's easier for me to step up to the plate mm -hmm. and try to help. So not getting too in your head about like, poor me, everything's so shitty. Maybe just asking for a little bit of help from your community. Totally. Yeah, being willing to be vulnerable enough to ask for what you need from your community mm. bring what you have to the table to help others but also being able to ask for what you need as well yes tuesday february 2nd the moon which is the planet of the emotions yes in libra which is the sign of balance the scales relationship yes exactly so the moon in libra is aligning with the north node in gemini so our soul's purpose in Gemini, the, the twins, which is a sign of communication and balance also. It's a duality. Yeah, it's communication. It's the light and the shadow. So this is about expressing your emotions in your relationships. Yeah. How can you improve upon communicating your emotions in your relationships? I mean, by first actually communicating about them. I think you shared it like just in the last segment. You were vulnerable with Chris and with Crystal and you shared the fact that like you were feeling this way and they picked you up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Being vulnerable enough to communicate your emotions in your relationships, even though you think you're alone, you're not. I think it's important also to ask the people you're in relationship with, how are you feeling? And then really want an answer. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm fine. No, no, no. You're not fine. 
that's that's a bullshit answer. Tell me how you're really feeling. When you ask more questions, once you receive an answer, that is how you get to the root. And the moon is the root. The moon represents the roots. It's where you come from. It's your emotions. So the more questions you ask, the more you get deeper into the root of what is going on with the person you're in relationship with. And when you do that, you help them feel like they matter. Their feelings are being recognized, are being appreciated. I love that you said to make sure you ask the other people in your life how they're doing too. Everything is just so amped up lately to make sure that even when we're having our own personal crisis to also ask, okay, well, what are you going through? And then that in itself can be so healing. Like it's yes. showing up for your relationships in a big way by making sure the people around you are supported. And then also being able to really connect. Like when you see that other people are going through things and you can show up for them and hear what they're going through, then you don't feel so alone either. Mm. Like offering up the space for them to share. Exactly. Somebody shares how they're feeling and you're like, wow, okay, so you feel awful. So do I. I don't feel so alone anymore. <laughs> or even your energy shifts because you want to lift them up. Like it's yes. easier for you sometimes to lift somebody else up than yes. yourself. Mm-hmm. When you help others, you help yourself. Wednesday, February 3rd, the moon has moved on into Scorpio. The deepest, darkest sign. Yes. The <laughs> deepest, darkest, most passionate sign. Oh, it's the moon in Scorpio? Yes. Oh, wow. This is very intense. Yes. Okay. And it squares off with Saturn oh, in shit. Aquarius. Okay. So stressful alignment with restriction in the community. Yes. So you might be feeling really alone on this day. Yes. Yes, Ingrid. So the conflict here is the moon is emotional and Scorpio is so passionate. But Aquarius is like that detached energy where it's like, come on, let's just get it done. Let's not wallow in the emotions. So Saturn there in a position of power because Saturn rules Aquarius. And whenever Saturn comes into alignment with the moon, there's that feeling of isolation. But it's even more intense with this alignment. So how can you best express your passions to the community authority? So continuing to keep that communication line open even when you are feeling really alone? Yeah, don't hide. Don't hide your emotions. Right. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, Scorpio is a scorpion and the scorpion can hide easily. <laughs> yeah. So there may be a proclivity here to hide from what you're feeling and that can create that stress, that stress, which can lead to manipulation and paranoia. Those are a couple of the shadow tent poles of Scorpio manipulation and paranoia. So your lifeline is keeping connected to your community if you don't want that pressure to kind of like push you down. Mm-hmm. Right on. Thursday, February 4th, the moon has now moved further into Scorpio and is now squaring the sun. So this is the challenge when the moon's in Scorpio and you have five planets in Aquarius. The moon is going to square Venus first, creating tension in the relationships. Then it's going to square Saturn making you feel alone because of the tension that you felt in relationship. And then it's going to a square Jupiter, which is that false sense of like, everything's going to be great. And then it squares the sun and then Mercury and things don't feel as great as you thought they were going to be. So this feels very dark and 
witnesses another person <laughs> blow his head off. This is kind of a dark week. Yeah. In the show, he thinks that his family is cursed because mm-hmm. there's just all these horrible things just keep happening. And it does really stack up and we can start to feel very isolated. I guess maybe the lesson here is to stay connected to your community, mm-hmm. even when times are feeling really dark. Yes. Sometimes that can be your only light. Yes. Yes. If you are feeling dark, if you are feeling alone, it's the planets that are squaring you in some way. Don't be afraid to reach out to your friends and family for connection. Yes. Because that darkness is like a spiral. And if you let it, it'll take you down for sure. Mm -hmm. That's it. I mean, I think I've been struggling with that a lot in the last year. And my goal for last year was really to nurture my close relationships. And I've been rewarded for that so much. Like having an actual community of people to lift me up and connect with has been really powerful because I don't know what would have happened if I wouldn't have had support. So this this speaks to the question, how can you feel less isolated in your community? Being vulnerable enough to ask for help and staying connected. That's what you did, right? Yeah. When you feel isolated, when you feel alone, what's your process? What do you do? It's always different depending on the severity. Sometimes I just don't want to talk at all, but you should sit with your feelings for a while and see what's happening there. But then you don't want to stay with it forever. Being okay with sitting in the discomfort, but also not letting it hold you back. Then also just making connections to pull you out of it if it feels like you're like sitting there too long. Yeah, I always look at where the planets are. So my process is just look at the planets and then it all makes sense. And that's literally what happens for me. When I'm feeling that isolated, lonely, why is the world crumbling around me feeling happening within me? I look at where the planets are and I'm like, okay, this is why this is happening. It feels from that point on less hopeless, you know, where it's like, okay, I know this is why I'm feeling this way. So let's sit with the feeling What's going on here? Where does this stem from? How does it relate to my upbringing, my childhood, all of my life experiences? What can I learn from these feelings right now? Taking the time to reflect on it, to learn the lesson and also knowing that it's temporary. It's temporary. On Saturday, I was having like a full crisis and I was just sharing before the podcast with Scott. And usually if I'm having those feelings, I'll reach out to him. And I didn't. And then when I told him what was happening on Saturday, he was like, oh my God, you should have called me. And he just kind of reflected back to me what was happening in the planets. And Yes. You're going through a 12th house moon cycle every 28 days for about two and a half, maybe three days, maybe four days. I have a giant 12th house. So for me, like it's an extended period where the, when the moon is transiting through your 12th house, that's bringing an emotional sensitivity to all of your psychological baggage. Yeah, that's exactly what was happening. And if I would have known this on that day, I definitely would have felt lighter. I mean, I just felt like so in it, so isolated, so dark, and it felt like it was never going to go away. But it was not only just the 12th house for you, Ingrid, it was also, it was squaring your Mercury, it was squaring your Sun, it was opposing your Saturn. So that You know, that just adds all these other layers of the uncomfortableness. So the Mercury was like affecting my communication. And your mind. And then Saturn was like making me feel even more isolated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so crazy. Just a little bit of reflection can go such a long way, especially when we're feeling dark as fuck. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And when we're just sitting there by ourselves and there's no explanation for what's happening, 
it really can just feel like it's going to last forever. The planets are always temporary, whether it's in a supportive or a stressful alignment. It's always just like moving through those cycles. So reminding ourselves that maybe these past couple days feel pretty dark. A lot of self-reflection. You can feel very isolated, but knowing that it's temporary and that's an opportunity for growth. Yes. Reflecting on why we feel this way and where it's coming from. Yes. Friday, February 5th. So on Friday, Venus has now moved on and has caught up to Saturn in Aquarius. So Venus, the planet of... Relationships. In conjunction, meaning it's at the exact same point in the sky, in the same sign as Saturn. So right on top of each other. Yeah. And Saturn is restriction. So Restricted communication? There's not as much communication, though Aquarius is a communicative sign because it's in an air sign. But Venus, relationships, Saturn, responsibility. And then Aquarius, the community. So looking at the responsibilities that you have within your relationships in the community. I mean, of course, communication is a part of that. In order to have a strong relationship, there needs to be strong communication. But Saturn is like a bonding planet. It's it's the heavy planet. So I think about what relationship bonds would you like to solidify in your community? Yeah, who do you want to connect to and deepen, deepen those bonds with? That's a really good question. Being intentional about our friendships, our business relationships, who we're calling in to be close to in this life. Who do we want to support and who do we want to support us? Yes, absolutely. You know, it's important to choose your partners wisely. You want to align yourself with those that respect your authority and with those whose authority you respect. That's the essence of Saturn is authority. Don't you want to be in relationship with people that respect your personal authority? Absolutely. And don't you want to be in relationship with people whose authority you respect? Yes, 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 yes. So this is this is the intention for Friday, February 5th. Saturday, February 6th. This is, again, this is one of those days where there's several alignments happening and it really carries through the theme of the week. You know, being in relationship with people who you respect, who respect you. The sun in Aquarius aligns with the north node in Gemini. The sun in Aquarius, so our identity in the community and the north node in Gemini would be our soul's purpose as a communicator. Yeah. Our soul's purpose as a communicator and our identity in the community. Yes. Why are we here and what is our purpose and how do we fit into the community? Yes. How can you be a better communicator in the community is the question. But then there's also Venus, which has continued to move on and is now aligning with Chiron in Aries and Uranus in Taurus. So this is, again, we're bringing it back to relationships and the bonds that you're creating with the people that you are in relationship with in order for those bonds to be to be created in a strong foundation. You want communication to be strong. You want your self-esteem to be strong. That's Chiron in Aries, the wound to your self-esteem. So maybe it brings up some self-esteem issues to be putting yourself out there in the community, but knowing that we have to 
confront our discomfort and knowing that everybody feels that discomfort of feeling exposed and vulnerable when you're sharing yourself with the community, but that's okay. That's how you receive support is to put yourself out there. And when you're talking about discomfort too, that's when I think about the relationship between Venus and Aquarius and Uranus in Taurus, because they're both fixed signs, one's earth, one's air, that creates tension. So part of the discomfort there is you're thinking about your own personal financial independence, your own personal material security, while at the same time needing to connect with others in the community. So how do you connect with those in the community to improve your financial security? Tying it into yesterday by communicating with the people that you respect, that you can feel supported from. Mm -hmm. Something that making sure you're nurturing the relationships that can lead you in the direction that you want to go. Yes. And about helping others helps yourself. How can you be helpful? What are you contributing? Is that also part of Gemini, like the give and take since they're the twins? Yeah, it's about sharing. It's about connecting. So maybe connecting people within your community. If you know somebody has a problem, oh, I know somebody who can help you with your problem. Mm. Right? Yeah. That's community. Community is not just me and all the people that I know. It's all the people that they know, too. Sunday, February 7th, the moon in Capricorn squaring Chiron and Aries. So the moon has now moved on to Capricorn. So achievement and ambition? Yes, and authority. So once you've nurtured those relationships, you can start moving up in your your material security, moving towards your ambitions and achievements. And then squaring off with Chiron, you need to take a look at the wound to your self-esteem. That wound to your self-esteem is just always lingering there in the background. Yep. Every time you are needing to be vulnerable, it doesn't come easy. It's always just like kind of nagging, almost holding you back. But every time you show up for yourself and do things, regardless of that, that weight of the wound, it helps you to heal and it helps others to heal too. Yes. How can you confidently express your emotions to the authority? Showing up to express them in itself is such a big A big step, just being able to be vulnerable enough to share them. Yes, but I also think that confidently expressing the emotions to the authority is by now that you've built that group, now that you have that community behind you, you're not alone. You know, you have that web, that safety net, you have a group of people that are all on your team. And then if you have all these people supporting you, then collectively, You can express your emotions to the authority. Once you have all these deeper relationships and connections, it makes it easier to be vulnerable when you feel connected to these people. Just because you share something doesn't mean they're going to cut you off or make you feel like shit. When you have people that are truly supporting you, you can say things that are vulnerable and not be fearful for what the outcome is going to be. Well, if they cut you off or make you feel like shit, then, you know, they're not, that's not the right relationship for you. Do you want to be in relationship with people that you can be real with? Yeah. Or do you, or do you want to hide all the time? That sounds exhausting. So really, when we're talking about Saturn and building those deep bonds, being very intentional about who you are spending your time with and what relationships you are nurturing. So when you do need to express yourself, you're able to express yourself 
without having to feel held back by that wound. And that goes back to the personal authority thing. Because if you are with somebody who respects your authority and you respect their authority, then there there is that open channel of being able to be vulnerable and communicate and express your emotions, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When we have respect for what the other person is experiencing, doesn't mean we have to agree with them, but we know that when we express ourselves, that we're going to be heard. Mm-hmm. We don't always need to be validated in what we're feeling and saying like, that's the right way to feel, but just acknowledging that that's okay to feel that way, even if we disagree on it. Yes. You bring up such an important point. You need the pain to be witnessed. I see your pain. I see your suffering. I see your frustration. And somehow through that connection, when we're able to be vulnerable and the other person doesn't agree with what our truth is in that feeling, it can also somehow take its power away. They're like, oh, I see you're feeling sad. You're feeling depressed. But I see this other part of you that is doing really well. Sometimes people are able to reflect things back to you in a different light. So when we're feeling like stuck in our emotions, once we express them, they can reflect back to us a different version of ourselves and see, see things in a new light and be able to shift that perspective. That's so true. Yes. A hundred percent. But I had like an interesting experience with my lady this weekend where she was frustrated with something with school and just came out of the bedroom and just wept. And I didn't even try to make her feel better. I didn't try to cheer her up. I didn't try to say, well, it's okay. You know, this and that and the next thing. I just let her cry. And that's what made her feel better. Yeah. Was that I was there and gave her the space. Just to witness her. Yes. Yeah, 100%. It's like a balance of lifting people up and then also just holding space for them to feel whatever they're feeling. Exactly. Because sometimes people don't want to be cheered up. It's like, you're trying to cheer me up. You're trying to take away from my experience here. You're too uncomfortable with yes. this, with the feeling of what I'm going through. So you want to shift that. Exactly. And that's, that's what I feel like society tries to do. It, and it puts that pressure on yourself to always feel good all the time. Everything's great. Yay, yay, yay. Yeah. You know, and bringing it back to Derek C. in France with the perfect white teeth and the perfect white picket fence and all these perfect people and life, this, that, and the next thing. And he wants to show the reality, the pain, the darkness, all that sort of stuff. People, they want to be able to express themselves. And I feel like we get so stifled in needing to feel good all the time. That's not real. It's such a facade. And then when we buy into that, that's when we feel even more isolated because we don't feel good. There must be something wrong with me because I feel miserable and everybody else is happy. So it's, you know, whatever was happening this weekend for me, I felt like I didn't want to reach out because I felt so shitty and Mm -hmm. I didn't want to bring down the people around me by sharing my discomfort. Yes. And that's where the vulnerability comes in, being able to reach out to the people around you and tell them how you feel without worrying about what the outcome is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talk more about that worrying about the outcome. Like, what's the concern there? You're afraid that they're not going to want to listen to you or? I guess the story I was telling myself in that moment of not wanting to reach out when I felt like shit Mm -hmm. was that then I was going to bring them down or they were going to feel irritated that my energy was heavy. Like Mm -hmm. everyone's going through their own heaviness. Like I don't want to drag anybody down. Yeah. I feel like that's just what boundaries are all about though. You know, 
sometimes I won't answer a text right away or answer the phone when someone's calling because I know I don't have the space to give whatever the potential is of that exchange. Mm -hmm. You know, some people, they're going through a crisis more than other people or whatever, you know, the vibe that you're getting, or or maybe it doesn't even matter what the vibe you're getting from them. You, You just don't have the space to give. But I would never want somebody not to reach out to me because they think that I don't want to hear from them or, you know what I mean? Where it's like, well, I don't want to bring Scott down, so I'm not going to contact him. That's my responsibility for my own boundaries. Yeah. It's not your responsibility for me. You know, it's like the person that's like, well, I didn't tell you I had cancer because I wanted to protect you. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, uh, that sucks because I wanted to know so that I could support you or not. Yeah. But that's my choice, right? Yeah. You know? I mean, and that's me living in the future and worrying about the outcome. Mm-hmm. Let everybody, everybody can take care of themselves. That's not my responsibility to take care of people for them based on my own assumptions of what's going to happen. Yes. And, I mean, that's, I think, some childhood shit right there. Exactly. <laughs> it totally is. It's like my way of controlling the situation, like feeling in control when I feel out of control. Mm-hmm. It's your Chiron. It's your Chiron placement. That's what it is. It's my responsibility to take care of myself. So if that means reaching out to my friends, they can either decide they want to answer or not. Yeah. You know, and you'll be fine either way. You'll figure it out. But yeah. Oh, God. You know, everything is so strange right now. Just that feeling of like super high highs and super low lows going back and forth so quickly. It's like everything is so uncertain. And then sometimes you can relax into the comfortability of of the unknown and then it kind of all like comes rushing back to you at once once you start like living in the future or living in the past Mm -hmm. it's like well what if what if what if what am i supposed to do about it but there's nothing we can really do except for try to just stay present that's it you got to stay focused on the present moment and whatever you're obsessing about in the future or the (laughs) past is just telling you something about yourself that's something for you to learn Mm -hmm. yeah this week's going to be heavy (laughs) february is a heavy month february is an intense month it's intense because you know mercury's retrograde you've got mercury retrograde you've got five planets transiting through aquarius you've got two planets transiting through taurus both of those are fixed one's earth one's air that doesn't mix so that creates tension a lot of tension. And then this week with the moon moving through Scorpio, one of the other fixed signs, opposing those planets in Taurus, squaring those planets in Aquarius. It's intense energy. Yeah, very intense. Yeah. So be kind to yourself. Be patient with yourself. Reach out to your community. If you're feeling great, reach out to your community and ask them how they're feeling. Yeah. That means you have the space to... To offer a gift for their challenges. Maybe you're the one that's feeling challenged, so ask your community to share their gifts with you. If you're not feeling challenged, this is your week to share your gifts with the people around you that are feeling challenged. That's how a community works. Since everything is so heavy right now, when do we start to feel the planets shift in a lighter direction? Sometimes I need to like hold on to the idea of like when things are going to feel more positive and it lets me go deeper into the discomfort when I know that it's only going to be here for a certain amount of time. Yeah. 
once the sun moves into Pisces, I, I want to say that's like the third week of February. Yeah, I want to say that's, but but a Pisces is heavy too. If, yeah, that's the that's the the final sign. So that's carrying all the weight. So maybe once planets start to move into Aries, so end of March, end of March. But even then, like the first six months of this year, there's going to be a constant ebb and flow of tension because Saturn and Uranus are squaring each other the first six months this year. You know, you've been, you've been kind of alluding to this fact for like the last two months that things are going to get more and more intense come February. So this is the season for going inside and kind of sorting our shit out. Yeah. I, I wouldn't think of it as so much going inside as much as connecting to your community. I mean, you're always having that inner experience, but this is a time to get out, to get out, to connect. I mean, I love going inside. My personal experience at the moment is feeling like so internal. So being reminded to connect to the community, I think is very important. Yes. This is the time to connect outside of yourself. Connect outside of yourself. What's going on with you? How are you? It's an extroverted period of time. So... The restaurants are open. Be social. Oh my gosh. I'm going to go out to eat immediately. <laughs> yeah, we have to go eat now. Oh my gosh, yes. We're going to that restaurant you suggested. Thank you, Ingrid. Okay, we got to go eat now before they close everything down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here, Ingrid. Thank you to all of our listeners for listening. Oh, and I also wanted to say, I should have said this at the top. I just wanted to remind everyone that the new class schedule for the new moon, full moon classes for February is up at theweeklytransit.com. If you want to learn about your astrological code, how to read your astrological code, learn the language of astrology, and how to apply the rhythms of the moon and the sun to your personal astrological code sign up for the class thank you for listening to the weekly transit follow us on instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy if this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully please subscribe rate us five stars and share with your friends if you're ready to go deeper and want a personal reading with scott go to theweeklytransit.com The weekly transit. The weekly transit.